Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empathetic. It's David Sampson, and that's the nothing personal word of the day. I've been waiting to do this show this morning for about six hours, although I was waiting all weekend. Today is Monday. Hope you all had a good weekend. It's March 21st, 2022, and the word of the day is empathetic. Empathetic is showing an ability to understand and share the feelings of another. It's a word that I was not very fond of only because I was not able to do it during my years running a team. Showing empathy is very difficult. You have to have a higher emotional IQ than I had, probably than I have, but I'm getting better. I'm reading stuff, talking to people. Empathetic is what Jimmy Haslam feels about all the Browns fans out there. We have to talk about Deshaun Watson. I, I, I'm sorry, but I will not let this go. And you are going to listen, and we're going to have fun on a subject that's not funny in any way. Deshaun Watson getting $230 million guaranteed by the Cleveland Browns is the most outrageous player transaction in history. And this comes from a man who deals in hyperbole on a pretty consistent basis. So for me to say that, you may say, he always says that. He doesn't want players to get paid. He's anti-player. He's pro-owner. He was in management. He's a president. He'll always be a president. Deshaun Watson manufactured, finagled, and caressed his way out of Houston. Having not lost a penny so far of any earnings, he took his no-trade clause out for a walk. He sharpened it. There was an entire bull rush of teams, the Falcons, the Browns, the Panthers, maybe some others. It became a huge bake-off where people met with Deshaun. Deshaun interviewed them. Word came out that it was down to the Falcons, and I tweeted during the weekend that He's going to be a Falcon. And I said, Arthur's going to shoot a blank. Get it? His name is Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons. And signing Deshaun Watson is not going to help your team. You will shoot a blank. I didn't mean shoot a blank that he wouldn't get him, although I can now take the credit for that because he didn't go there. So I could say that that's what I meant, but it wasn't. And you know I'm always going to be honest with you. I thought he was going to be a Falcon. And then I get a text from Coca, and I assumed that it was a mistake. Not that he didn't mean to text me. I'm not talking about that context. What was the story of the guy who texted the wrong person? Um, Bill Belichick texting the wrong Brian and texted Brian Flores by accident saying congrats on the job. I didn't think Coca 
didn't mean to text me, but it couldn't be that the Cleveland Browns were giving Deshaun Watson $230 million contract all guaranteed when the highest guarantee in the NFL to this date had been Aaron Rodgers, who had just signed for $153 million guaranteed. More than Mahomes, more than Josh Allen, more than Matt Stafford, more than anybody. And now Deshaun Watson gets an A-Rod Texas type deal. When I say an A-Rod Texas deal, that's when a team overpays a player by so much, thinking that there's competition when there wasn't. Remember A-Rod signed that $252 million deal with Texas, thinking that they had to outbid Atlanta, and Atlanta had only bid 175 or so. And so for no reason at all, Texas blew him out of the water, and he signed with Texas. So the Browns meet with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson says, I sort of like it here. Here's my ask. I'm going to want $230 million guaranteed. And the Browns think about it. They do all sorts of diligence, which we'll get to. They agree. Watson is a Brown. Then everyone from Mike Ryan of the Levitard Show to people in Cleveland to women around the world said, we're washing our hands of Cleveland. How could you take this player? And in an unprecedented move, when you sign a franchise player, who you think is a franchise player, when you are doing the biggest free agent signing in the history of the sport, would you think it's necessary to release a statement explaining yourself? Because if you feel you need to release a statement to excuse the contract you just gave, here's a tiny hint you shouldn't have given the contract. So Jimmy Haslam gets called, the owner of the Browns, by his PR people and they say, man, you got a problem. People are saying that we shouldn't have done this, so what are we gonna do? And Jimmy said, I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna release a statement with my wife's name on it. And we're gonna say that we have great empathy for everyone, but we did our homework. Here's how it's gonna read. We spent a tremendous amount of time exploring and investigating the opportunity to trade for Deshaun Watson. Side note, that's how they started their statement. The lawyers for the 23 women who are suing Deshaun Watson for inappropriate contact, none of them were contacted by the Browns. Hey, can you can we investigate this a little? Can, can we just, what was it like when Deshaun was there? Was he nice? Did he tip well? What's the follow-up been? Do you text with him? What made you sue him? Anything you can tell us as we spend a tremendous amount of time exploring and investigating this opportunity. And here it comes. Sentence number two. We are acutely aware. That's a funny choice of words. And empathetic to the highly personal sentiments expressed about this decision. It's a Monday morning. I'm tired. I'm a little grumpy. I'm a little out of practice. Haven't done a show since Friday. But are you kidding me? 
The Browns release a statement. They put the wife's name as the first name as the co-signor of this statement. And in it, they want you to believe that they're empathetic about the personal sentiments expressed about this decision, which were, hey, how could you do this? But let's move on. Our team's comprehensive evaluation process was of utmost importance. Okay, very comprehensive, I'm sure, because it all happened immediately when you were told by Deshaun that you would, that he would play there, and then you offered him the most money ever after you finish this. Okay, let's keep going just for fun. It's pivotal that we, meaning the owners D, the woman, and Jimmy, the man, along with our GM and coach, meet with Deshaun to have a straightforward dialogue, discuss our priorities, and hear directly from him on how he wants to approach his career on and off the field. Just curious, D, as you co-sign this for your husband, did you have a conversation with Kareem Hunt? Did you find out what he was thinking? Maybe not. All right, what else did you say in the statement? Hmm. Wait a minute. Deshaun was humble, sincere, and candid. Deshaun detailed his commitment to leading our team. That's nice. Do you know what the Haslams also talked about? That they understand, and I quote, there are still, quote, some legal proceedings that are going on and we will respect due process. They couldn't even tell you that there's 23 civil lawsuits. They just said there's some. I went to a pretty decent high school, pretty decent college with a terrible basketball team that couldn't get out of the game against Iowa State. My bracket is broken and I'm angry, but a pretty good school, Wisconsin, good high school, law school, pretty educated. I read, I write, I think. I was always taught what Few, some, several, a couple. None of them are Jordan. I do things in uniform numbers. 23 is not some, folks. He doesn't have some legal proceedings. He's got a plethora of legal proceedings. And why would the Browns say we're good because the grand jury didn't indict? We spoke to him. He understands what he has to do. He wants to be in our community, be a leader. And then we're going to give him the greatest, biggest contract of all time. So here's my suggestion. If you are the Cleveland Browns, I think that you should sign to Sean Watson. And then on top of that, I think you should thumb your nose, nose your thumb, What's the expression, Coca? Thumb your nose at the NFL. Do you know what they did? The Cleveland Browns, you think 230 over four, right? 230 million divided by four. So 50 million times four is 200, but you're short 30 million divided by four, which is about seven. So, wow. Hmm, $57 million. Do you know what his base contract is in 2022, this coming season? About a million dollars. Do you know that the NFL is going to suspend Deshaun Watson this season for four games or six games or whatever it will be? 
And instead of losing six seventeenths of 50 million, he's going to lose, let's say, a third of 1 million. The Cleveland Browns looked at Roger Goodell and said, we choose Deshaun. We are going to die on the Deshaun Watson hill. We are going to make sure that he gets every penny. We're not going to ask for the Randy Gregory clause. Hell no. We're not going to try to void your contract if you get suspended. No way. We love you. We're embracing you. We are staking our whole reputation on you. If I'm the NFL and Roger Goodell, I look at what the Browns did, and A, I don't approve the deal, but if I do approve the deal, I don't suspend Deshaun Watson in 2022. I keep him under investigation for the entire season, and then I suspend him next year and make sure that he loses part of his $46 million base salary next year. Now, of course, the Cleveland Browns could renegotiate that next year in anticipation of a suspension, move all that money into signing bonus or roster bonus or workout bonus or off-season camp bonus or show up at a community bonus or try not to rape or touch inappropriately women bonus, all sorts of behavioral things that maybe the Browns could do to stop him from losing money in a suspension. Is that really what the NFL wants out of its teams to find ways around what the NFL is trying to do to show its fans, its partners, that it's trying to be responsible and trying to be a better league with better players, with better men. Because this is an absolute poke in the eye. The entire process that happened with Deshaun Watson, and I'm tired of people getting on me and saying, power to the player. They should have the right to have guaranteed contracts. They should have the right. They do have, by the way, you can strike. Get your union more powerful and get yourself guaranteed contracts. Go for it. Good luck. I'm in. Try to get no trade clauses. Great. If you get them, great. You then have the power where you get traded. All the players do is take the power they're given by the teams. The teams give them that power. And then they just take it a little further and a little further. That's when you get fighting between employers and employees, between management and labor. It's when one side or the other takes an agreement, takes a concept, and they push it. And they push it to the point that causes one side or the other to say, that's enough, now we fight. What's happening in the NFL is getting very close to that point. MLB is already there. MLB just settled their labor agreement. There's going to be a full season of 162 games. Spring training has commenced. And we had a bunch of free agent signings during the weekend. And one of them fascinated me. And I want to discuss it. You know what I want? I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. Get in my Twitter, David P. Samson. Get into my DMs. They're open. And I will try to return as many as I can and ask a question. It may make the show. This one did. Hi, David. Hi. I like that. I am a Yankee fan. Okay. Please tell me whether or not they can win the World Series this year. I'm not even sure they are a playoff team. <laughs> I was looking at the futures. I think the Yankees are still favored to win the most games in the AL East. 
but I understand people are very frustrated with Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner. The Yankees did not sign Carlos Correa, who was an available shortstop on the free agent market. The Yankees did not sign Trevor Story, who was an available free agent on the free agent market. And both those players this weekend signed with teams that are unbelievably closely connected to the Yankees while not being the Yankees. Trevor Story signed a deal with the Red Sox. We'll discuss it. Carlos Correa signed a deal with the Minnesota frickin' Twins. It's not like Robinson Cano going to Seattle and signing that 10-year, $240 million deal, which is now being paid for by the Mets after he got traded and he didn't work out with Seattle. Carlos Correa signed with the Twins because the Twins had money because they were able to trade the last free agent they overpaid, Josh Donaldson, to the Yankees. So the Yankees took on Josh Donaldson's money, and then the Twins used that savings this year to sign Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa is a young free agent, a top player, best shortstop in baseball for me, but yes, better than Tatis, done it for longer. Injury issues, so no one was going to give him the long-term deal that he wanted this offseason. And he had a new agent. His new agent is Scott Boras. If Carlos Correa had signed a long-term deal this offseason, then Scott Boras would not have gotten the full commission. If Carlos Correa signs a long-term deal after next season, Scott Boras gets the entire commission. I assure you that Scott said to Carlos that the best thing for his career would be to sign a pillow contract. Prove health, and then we'll get you your eight years because you're still going to only be 28 years old. We'll get it for you next offseason. Carlos Correa said, I love it. Boris said, what do you think about Minnesota? Carlos Correa said, huh? Minnesota? Well, here's what I got for you. I got you a three-year Trevor Bauer deal. It's amazing. Do you realize that it's a three-year deal and you can opt out after every year? Which means it's a series of one-year deals. And you're the highest paid infielder ever. Give me one second, Carlos. Let me just make sure I call the Major League Baseball Players Association. And I want to get word out to all the other agents out there that I, Scott Boris, now have the record. I got it. $35.5 million. That is the highest per year salary ever for an infielder. Yes. That's all Scott wants is the record. He says, Carlos, I promise you're going to be fine. I know there's no roof in Minnesota. It gets cold there in April and May, but don't you worry. They have fireplaces. I'm going to get you a great place on a lake. You can be right next to A-Rod, who had to buy a place when he pretended to buy the T-Wolves, which he actually didn't buy, and it's all going to work out. You can, you can fish. You can motorboat. Yes, there are people to motorboat. I mean, there are lakes on which you can motorboat. It's, it's perfect, and it's one year. But Scott, what happens if I get hurt again? No problem. Then you've got the second year. And you can just opt into your second year. It's another 35.5. You'll have 70 million bucks. But I thought I could have gotten 160 or 170 from the Astros. Ah, oh, please, I'm gonna get you way more than that. You're gonna get way over 200 million, I promise. That's how he works, folks. And it totally worked. Here's what the players are doing in baseball now 
What the Dodgers started, we are a copycat. There's a dollar. They are a copycat leak. Someone does a shift. We all do a shift. Damn it. Two, six, nine. Someone does a shift. They all do a shift. Someone gives an opt-out. They all give an opt-out. Someone gives a short-term deal. They all give short-term deals. It's happening. The Dodgers said the smartest thing we can do is use our financial might to increase the annual value of a contract, but go shorter. But they were the team doing it because they could afford to have a 35 or $45 million player on their roster. It wouldn't have occurred to the Dodgers at the time that the Minnesota Twins would operate like that. Hmm. It wouldn't have occurred to the Dodgers or the Twins that the Marlins would operate like that. The Marlins gave Solaire a three-year deal. They're calling it a three-year deal. Sounds familiar? With an opt-out after every year. Sound familiar? Baseball's getting so close to what I want for baseball and what I fought for for so long. No long-term deals. Everyone's a free agent after one year. Everyone gets one-year deals. You want to make sure players get paid? Salaries go up, payrolls go up. Then how about if teams only pay for performance? None of these long-term deals where you're saddled with players who stink and have to trade the player and spread out the money and have two or three teams paying for that player. We will keep paying players what they're worth. That's right, young players, Ronald Acuna, he won't get a long-term deal, but he'll be making $30 million as a second-year player. Doesn't that make you happy? Shohei Otani will be at $35, $38 million as a second-year player. I never understood why the Players Association didn't like my proposal. And the reason they didn't is at that point, there were still teams giving out these six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 13 guilty year deals. And the amount of money that would go to the younger players did not make up for the amount of money that was going to underperforming players in the middle of long-term guaranteed contracts. But now that all these deals are getting shorter and shorter, hmm, there could be a change on the horizon. So I'm thinking Trevor's story is going to go short, which would make total sense. But then the Red Sox gave him six years. $140 million for a guy who doesn't play well outside of Coors Field. Will there be a Coors Field effect? He's a former Rocky. For people who don't know because you don't care, well, care a little bit for me, please. Colorado is at altitude, mile high. Get it? I want to join the mile high club. That means you go into Coors Field, right? And you sit at the row. Have you ever noticed at Coors Field there's a row with a different color? That's literally a mile above sea level. Get it? Balls travel, offense, home runs, can't pitch, good school system, Mike Hampton, with anybody, anyone with me. When players leave Denver, they may have a problem offensively. But the Red Sox saw the opportunity to sign him and then gave him an opt-out, but after four years, not one. So they've got Trevor Story for four years, and then Story can opt out. 
But the Red Sox said, we're going to outsmart you. And if we don't want you to opt out, we have to guarantee a seventh year. Okay. Is everyone paying attention to another move the agents just made that is advantage to the agents and it's brilliant? Trevor's story will be a Red Sox for four years. Let's pretend that he has a good year in his fourth year. And he goes out to another team who says, hey, I've got two years left of my deal because he signed a six-year, $140 million deal. Let's just say he gets $25 million for the last two years. However, it's, it's broken out. So he goes out and says, can I get more than $50 million over two? But then he says, wait a minute. If I opt out, the Red Sox could actually keep me under a three-year deal where I'd get $25 million the third year as well. So that'd be a $75 million over three-year deal. Can I do better than that? If I can't do better than that, I'm just not going to opt out. I'll keep my six years. If I can do better than that, I'll opt out and hope the Red Sox don't pick up my option. But if they do, then I can stink and I still have seven total years from when I first signed. It's brilliant. The player can't lose. And the team can't win. The Red Sox will spin it and say, oh, we can win because if he, if he kicks ass and he's an all-star and he, there's no course field effect and he opts out after four and we say, no way, man, no chance, toilet pants, we're keeping you. We then get him for an extra three years. Okay. We're going to still be around me and Coca and we're going to pay attention to this Trevor Story contract and we're going to tell you how that works out for Boston. But it's yet another example with Soler and Correa and Story that these opt-outs and these short-term deals and these higher AAVs are getting to a point where the owners are going to have an inflection. An inflection is like on the teeter-totter where if it's too far to one side, all of a sudden you're stuck. You sort of want it in the middle, right? Now, you're saying to me on a teeter-totter, if you're too much in the middle and you're balanced, then that, the game's no fun. Right? The game's only fun when people's feet are touching the ground and someone's high in the air and you try to bounce up off the ground so the other person goes down and they hit the ground hard. That's sort of what the point is. When you're running a team, you don't want to be the teeter-totter. You'd like it to be more balanced. You'd like there to be fewer ups and downs. The way players are signing right now, it's creating way too many hard hits on the ground. Okay. Oh, I do have to answer the question. Thank you, Coca. <laughs> Coca's pissed. So I got there. Um, they can win the World Series. The Yankees have a small problem. The reason why they're not signing Correa and not signing Story, and they took Donaldson for two years, they've got shortstop, stopgap. They got that shortstop from the Twins. That's why they made the trade. And they've got two very good prospects who are going to be shortstops and get paid very little money. Because the Yankees have to keep their money for Judge. Now, I ask you for all the Yankee fans who are upset, do you know what the Yankees payroll is? The Yankees payroll is well over the CBT. They're in violation. They're going to pay a tax. It's not like they don't spend money. You could argue they don't spend it correctly because they don't win. But they chose that they're going to get into bed with Cole, with Stanton, and they want to add Judge to that. I get it. 
But when you're running a team and you know that you're spending money shortly, you have to turn down current year free agents. But you can't tell people that that's where the money's going because there's a chance that judge doesn't agree. There's a chance the deal doesn't get done, and that's okay. So, can the team win the World Series? Yes. Will they? No. They don't have enough pitching. Even at $235 million payroll, they do not have enough pitching behind Garrett Cole. How many times do I have to tell the Yankees to please get pitching? Are they going to be a playoff team? Well, let's go through the AL East very briefly, if you don't mind. The Tampa Bay Rays are still the best team in the AL East. The Red Sox have improved. The Orioles... All right, forget the Orioles. The Blue Jays are the second best team in the AL East and could be the best team in the AL East, but that's your one-two, Blue Jays and Rays. So then you've got the Red Sox and Yankees playing for third place. But... In expanded playoffs, you're going to get two wild cards. So what you should be asking yourself is, can the Yankees and Red Sox have better records than any other team in the American League? The answer is likely. The simulations say so. <laughs> yeah, no one's paying attention to the simulations in the, in the front offices, I promise you. So I think they're going to make the playoffs. Don't panic. They're not going to win the World Series, but they could. The reason they didn't spend the money on Correa is they're trying to re-sign Judge. That's all. Could there be another reason? Is it possible that the Yankees were never in on Correa because Stanton and Judge were so loud and so out public against the Houston Astros and what they did in the sign-stealing garbage can scandal and that Brian Cashman doesn't want an issue in the clubhouse and neither does Aaron Boone? And then Coca said to me pregame, but they have Marwin Gonzalez. <laughs> okay. Brian Cashman didn't go to Aaron Judge and Car John Carlos Stanton and say, hey, can we sign Marwin Gonzalez to a minor league deal? Okay. What do you want to talk about with the Yankees? Yes, they could get another starter. They're getting more pitching. They need more pitching. I know that. But there's other teams trying to get the Oakland A's starters. How many of you are upset that the Oakland A's are doing a fire sale and tanking? Go listen to a previous show. Their, their window to win is closed, and they're trying to get a new ballpark. As a matter of fact, why is the president of the A's, side note, detour, not in the show, Coca. The president of the A's came out yesterday and said, listen, of course we're cutting payroll because we don't have a new ballpark deal. If we had a new ballpark deal, then that's our North Star, then we'd have all this new revenue, then we would be able to keep our players. Page four of the playbook. Yes, I wrote that playbook. When we broke down the team after 05, we said it's because we didn't have a new ballpark. When we broke down the team after 12, we said we got a new ballpark, but man, not enough people in it. <laughs> There's always a way to explain what you're doing. But the Oakland A's have two great pitchers left who are likely to be traded, at least one of them. They traded the Bassett guy already, but there's two more. Montes and Montea. Manea? Mo. I'm, I'm adding. It's M&M. It's the M&M brothers. Manea. Manaya. Mania. Manea. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to review... Formula One, Drive to Survive, Season 4. I'm going to talk to you about what I did yesterday at 11 a.m. and wonder why you didn't do the same. And then we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I am 
so excited to explain to you what they did and how they explained it and how they're taking advantage of you that it's not as egregious as the Cleveland Browns, of course, and what they did with Sean Watson, but it's pretty damn good. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's me. Thank you for downloading, rating, reviewing, subscribing, following, telling your friends, going to YouTube. Nothing Personal with David Sampson. Check out the background. See if you can identify things. There's Everything is there for a reason. Nothing Personal with David Sampson. I watched season four of Drive to Survive in anticipation of the 2022 F1 Grand Prix season, which debuted yesterday the race in Bahrain. The season is interesting. It's what baseball wanted to do with the franchise and could not get it done because the owners were not being cooperative in general because teams and GMs thought it was a bad idea to have cameras around. Well, in F1, there's cameras everywhere, the Netflix cameras. They've got microphones. Some players are pissed off and don't want to participate, like Max Verstappen, who is the defending world champion, just signed a $55 million a year deal to continue racing for Red Bull. So higher paid than any, even Deshaun Watson. Wait a minute, I think Deshaun may be above 55. Didn't we just do the math? Was it 50 plus seven for 57, 230? So that means Deshaun Watson's now paid more than Max Verstappen. Anyway, so there's cameras everywhere. They create drama because that's what reality shows are supposed to do. Whether it's real or not that... Christian Horner, who runs the Red Bull team, hates Toto Wolf, who runs the Mercedes team. It certainly makes is made to feel that way. Whether or not the drivers have an issue with each other when they crash or touch or pass each other. The season, the ninth and 10th episode of season four are epic. Whether or not that happened in real life is beyond me. I'm not there. But Netflix knows how to make a drama. And if you say you're not watching Drive to Survive because you're not an F1 fan, then you're just flat out wrong. I couldn't stand F1. I didn't know one thing about it when I started watching Drive to Survive, and now I am obsessed. I think about the constructor standings. I think about the overall champion. I think about the teams. There's 10 teams, 20 drivers. I can give you the backstory of Williams. I can talk about Gunther with the Haas team and how great and happy they were to have P5 yesterday at the end of the Bahrain Grand Prix. I watched every minute of it, and guess what? It's like a soccer game. It's not like a baseball game. It starts at 11, and at 1 o'clock, you're done. You're done with the post-game interviews. You're done with the champagne spraying. You did it all. 57 laps of greatness in Bahrain. Max Verstappen started out of the two-hole behind Leclerc, the Ferrari guy, and then didn't even get the podium. 
Ferrari won first and second place. It's called P1 and P2. Lewis Hamilton, the seven-time world champion, got on the podium as a Mercedes in P3. It's all about how these cars are made, the parts. It is unbelievably dramatic, unbelievably interesting. So please... Give Drive to Survive a chance. I asked you to watch the first three seasons. It's still good for the fourth season. They're filming the fifth season, which is this round of races. So now I get to see season five when it comes out, having watched every race, so I can have yet another perspective on how real the reality show is. Wait to see is when I tell you something's going to happen and I revisit it, because sometimes it doesn't happen. Like on March 26, 2021, I said Correa is going to sign with the Astros. Well, a year later, he signed with the Twins, not the Astros. So I'm going to revisit it because I revisit every wait to see that I do in every show. And I'll be honest with you. I got it wrong. I did. Just last week, I said Baker Mayfield will be the Browns quarterback in 2022, but they'll get rid of him before 2023. I was off by a year. He's still a Brown, so I'm not taking the loss on that wait to see, Coca. But I think Deshaun Watson is likely going to be the starter when he's not suspended. All right, nothing personal pick of the day. Yes, I'm angry. The Badgers were favored by seven and a half over Colgate, and they only won by seven. Tennessee was favored by six over Michigan, and they only lost by 10. I went 0-2. I'm 32-24. and 24. The NCAA tournament is fun, and I watched a total of zero college basketball games during the season. And now I'm watching people on St. Peter's cry. I'm watching champagne sprayed when teams get to the Sweet 16. I'm excited because I picked Wisconsin in the NPDS bracket. They're playing Iowa State. It should be a no-brainer yesterday night, and they lost. 54 to 49. What are they, Princeton? (sighs) Okay. Oh, thank you, Coca. The wait to see for today. I'm sorry this is out of order. I'm a little formish today. I'm upset about the Haslam press release and the statement, which was terrible. I'm upset about this next topic we're, topic we're going to talk about. The wait to see is Max Verstappen, who qualified in P2. Just watch the series. You'll know there's practice. Then you qualify to see where you start, and then you run the race. And if you qualify with the fastest lap time, you get to be in P1, which is pole position. Verstappen was P2 to Leclerc P1 when the race started. I thought he'd win the race. He didn't. He didn't even finish the race. His car wasn't on fire, but it spun it, whatever. Max Verstappen will rebound in Saudi Arabia. Watch Drive to Survive this week if you have time and you don't sleep. And then next week is the second race on the circuit in Saudi Arabia. And wait to see Max Verstappen will rebound from his terrible performance in Bahrain and get to the podium. So we're going to go to the NBA tonight. My main man, Luca. I was looking to buy a Luca NFT, Coca. I forgot to tell you this. I'm thinking of getting into NFTs. I opened an account and I did it right around a year ago. And I put a little money in and I bought a moment of Donovan Mitchell after I went to a Utah jazz game with my son. We went to Utah, went to a jazz game and everyone was getting hot on NFTs. And I said, oh, this is amazing. And I found an NFT for $619, which I thought was outrageous. So I bought it thinking Donovan Mitchell is going to win an MVP. The Jazz are a great team and I can give it to my son. I thought at the time that there was something I could give him, which is funny because there's not. 
I thought I'd appreciate it. I thought it may even appreciate. Well, now I can't even give it to him. And it's worth like 100 bucks. I don't know why I'm talking about NFTs. Mavs minus three and a half versus the T-Wolves. I want to buy a Luka NFT. Because he's going to win an MVP and be a top five player of all time. All right. Last part of this show. Please don't hit pause because this is good. One of the objects of the game when you run a team is to win, right? I've told you that. That's one of the objects. But the primary object is to make money. The way a team makes money is by getting customers to give money to the team. The way customers give money is by buying tickets and then at the game by buying popcorn, buying a hat, and parking the car. Food, merch, parking. You've got corporate sponsors who pay to be associated with your brand. But there's an issue when you run a team that has to do with cash flow. During the season in Major League Baseball, you've got expenses because you're paying players, and you've got revenue because you've got your ticket revenue. But there are expenses during the offseason, which are overhead to run your business, to run your scouting department, your player development, your sales, your marketing, your planning for next season. So you're spending money during the offseason, and you don't have any revenue coming in. So many teams get a bridge loan. They've got a revolving line of credit where they borrow money during the off season and then pay it back when they get revenue during the course of the season. That's common. The Marlins did that. Many teams have that revolving line of credit, which means you pay it down as quickly as you can, but generally within 365 days. So it's short, like a short term. It's like a payday loan, <laughs> although the rates are not as usurious. Okay. But the other thing that I told you teams do and that the Marlins did and that your team does is that you get invoice for playoff tickets if your team's in the race at the end of the season. And then you have to pay that money and then we get to use your money. In case we don't make the playoffs, we make it really hard for you to get a refund and we apply that money to next year's season tickets. And then we've got the use of that, which is way cheaper than borrowing money to cover any cash flow deficiencies. So people who run teams spend a lot of time figuring out different ways to get your money faster. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had Tom Brady unretire. Then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced that if you want season tickets to next season, guess what? You have to buy them for 23 also. Do you know what that does? That guarantees future revenue. When you go to the bank to borrow money, when you look at your financials going forward and you've got not an estimate, not a budgeted amount of season tickets, but you've got actual, now the revenue may be deferred, people may not have to pay it all up front, but you've got them locked in. And everyone wants to be a season ticket holder in 22. It could be Tom Brady's last season. You may get the right to get his last touchdown pass, keep the ball, and get 518625 bucks for it, and then one day later have it be worth the price of pigskin.
all of this can be yours if the price is right. And the Buccaneers said the price is right for two seasons. People got a little critical. So the Buccaneers had to release a statement. Yes, they did. It's pretty good. They had their marketing business person give a statement. One of our primary objectives as we go into each season is finding ways to create the best home field advantage for our team. True, that's marketing. That's like having the cheer squad, and that's making sure that we pump noise into the stadium. Good giveaways like Vuvuzelas or something that creates an atmosphere. Okay? That's a good primary objective to have. We want to provide loyal Buccaneers fans with the best opportunity to purchase the very limited number of seats that are available. How awesome is that? Thank you so much, Brian Ford, the COO, for giving fans who are loyal the best opportunity to purchase the limited number of seats. What else do you have to say? We pride ourselves on delivering the best game day experience in the league. Okay. And? Fans are essential to that success. And? Now we get to it. These additional ticket policies, as well as providing our no interest 24-month payment plan, have put, been put in place to ensure that our true fans have the best options available for season pass memberships. Do you know what he's talking about? He's saying he doesn't want ticket brokers buying season tickets who then sell those tickets to fans of the visiting team who want to come in and cheer against the Buccaneers. But do you know that you can run a team and you cannot sell season tickets to brokers without making your fans buy two years? Do you know that you can figure out who is buying season tickets and whether it's an individual or a company? And then you can follow and find who's selling those tickets and you can actually put rules in the ticket contract that tickets cannot be resold for a certain number of games at a certain amount above face? That you're allowed to do those things without making regular Joe and John and Jane Doe's buy two-year contracts? The Buccaneers are trying to make you believe it's not about the money, but of course it is. They're taking advantage of the fact that everybody wants Buccaneer seats because Tom Brady came back. How come that policy didn't exist before Tom Brady? The Buccaneers would have you say the reason it didn't exist is there was no reason the brokers weren't interested. Horsaki. Why did you feel you had to make a statement? Oh, because you're empathetic to the fans who have to buy two years in advance. Have you ever wondered what PSLs are? Have you ever wondered what long-term deals are? They're all done for you to give your money to us so we can use it on them. I think the statement from D and Jimmy Haslam and the statement from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should have been far more simple. You don't like Deshaun Watson? Tough noogies. You don't want to do a two-year deal? Someone else will. You know why? It's just business. See you later. This is nothing personal. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.